Hello and welcome to this edition of the Godfrey's Law Real Business Solutions Podcast. My name is Brad McDonald and I'm your host today. And in this episode, I'm again joined by Alex Watson of the Little Bone Broth Company. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, Brad. Great to have you on board again. Your story uh, in the last episode is uh, a really exciting story and people can look back and listen to that episode, how you deal with uh, meteoric growth in your situation. Some real good nuggets and gems in there if you'd listen out for. So today, Alex, we're, we're still talking business, but we're talking about the idea of working for social good. And obviously that's an important thing uh, as a business owner. It's something that resonates with me as a business owner and I know it resonates Absolutely, with you yeah. as a cornerstone of what, of what you're doing. So I guess just for a starter, can you tell us some of the ways that Little Bone Broth Company and yourself uh, work for social good? And, and I guess social food as well, if I can use that term. <laughs> yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, obviously when we started at the, um, the farmer's market, there was a reason that I was drawn to wanting to have a stall there and be part of that little community is because of the way that I feel it brings the community as a whole together even on a, you know just a Saturday morning mm. um, down at Rickerton is, is fantastic but there's farmers markets have sprung up all over Canterbury and all over New Zealand the world obviously it's just a great way of people coming together buying local produce mm-hmm. um, buying their you know their veggies organic veggies for their families for their for their for their kids knowing where they come from I'm pretty um, pretty passionate about the bone broth because of what we don't put into it yes let alone uh, what we do you know and it's just that additive free sort of scenario mm-hmm. where people can come down and see me on a saturday morning and, and buy a couple of bu- um, jars of bone broth yeah. as opposed to picking up something else from the supermarket and hey i used to do that myself yeah um putting yeah. it into a soup and then when you actually look at what's in it you just go i don't even know what half of that stuff is but yeah yes. so for us we, we're pretty passionate about keeping it yeah, just that whole foods type right. mentality, you know, and coupling that up with the farmer's market. That's kind of, you know, the cornerstone of where we come from. Right. Okay. So in terms of the, um, if I can talk bones, um, in terms of the bones that you use without giving away any trade secrets, you use all, all, all of the animal, is this organic meat, is, what you know, what, what controls or what, what do you know about what's going into your product, so to speak? Yeah, look, absolutely. First of all, um, we wouldn't even dream of not using free-range chicken, mm-hmm. and we've always used free-range chicken. In the start of lockdown last year, that supply through our local butcher pretty much dried up, Right, and we, we were busier than ever because supermarkets were super busy yes you know spend was up massively so we were getting all these orders come through and struggling to get product Mm -hmm. so i put it out to anyone i could think of in new zealand just off the internet search of who could potentially supply us with chicken frames yes and i got a call from george bostock up in hawks bay Mm -hmm. who's um, part of the bostock family yes and they have free range organic chickens who are literally just um, raised on their apple orchards yes and their family's been pioneering from um, from a long time ago around the whole uh, organic orcharding thing. It's quite amazing. I grew up in Hawke's Bay, just down the road from where they are. So right. f- for us to make that connection was awesome. Yes. And that's still where we get our bones from now. Okay, right. Fantastic. Yeah, for the chicken. So we yes. went up and we met George and we had a look through the factory and everything. And it's pretty amazing, mm. you know. Mm. And they're doing some decent volume, but it's like point one of what the rest of the sort of the chicken industry in New Zealand's doing. Right. So for us to use Bostock's organic chicken, um, oh, we're just wrapped with it. It's amazing. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's a really cool story. And I like the fact that there's a link back to your hometown as mm. well, which is uh, 
Lots yeah. of pieces of serendipity there. Yeah, it's awesome. Fantastic. So in terms of, you know, the social good of, of what you're doing with the Bone Broth Company and, and, you know, the product you're putting out there on the shelves, so, and obviously, you know, really healthy for people from, from what I can yeah. uh, understand of it, you know, how important is it to you for the business and as a business owner to be doing something that's, you know, it's, it's obviously healthy, it's been around for thousands of year, years, as you said in the last episode, there's some real, real goodies in it, you know where it's coming from. So how important is all of that to you, you know, does that, that underpin your ethos of what, why you're in business and what you're doing? I like 100%. You know, you, you mentioned before that I come across as passionate about what we do, and I don't actually think, oh, I'm just passionate about this, I'm going to, um, you know, get fired up about it. Mm. But as soon as I talk about it, I do actually seem to sort of get a little bit and it's because I believe in it so much yes you know if it was a product that um, we had out in the market and it was making us money but didn't sort of tick those boxes for me I don't think I'd be speaking about it in the same way mm-hmm. you know mm. um, I'm super passionate about what we do the fact that we're preservative free that we're in the glass jars yes you know and I mentioned in the last podcast how tricky that glass jar thing has been in terms yeah. of freight it's heavy it's breakable mm-hmm. but we've persevered with it um, because of a desire to move away from plastics and the harm they do in the environment. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, there is talk about the broth sitting in, in those plastic pouches and the pouches leaching, yes. you know, um, whereas we've got the glass jar there. Mm-hmm. And even now at the farmer's market, I'll still get 50, 60 jars returned every Saturday morning. <laughs> wow. People bring their jars back to yep. me. We give them new ones. Yes. We've got the label designed so that it will stay on through our steriliser. Uh-huh. Um, so they just get put through and used again. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Fantastic. that's really cool. Yeah. yeah that, and that, so it's really nice. Yeah. It is our ethos because it just allows me to, you know, to really speak about it um, honestly. Yes. Because it's something I believe in. And, and it's obviously something you believe in because, you know, you, you started out, you know, as doing something you did for yourself. You, yeah. you worked up the bone broth for yourself and mm-hmm. something you're into. And then you, you know, you wandered along and gave it a go at the local uh, farmers market at Rickerton. Uh, wandered down there, where you talked about a real sense of community of the people who go to that market, and obviously you know all your customers by name. I imagine most Absolutely. of them regulars. Yeah. So, you know, being involved, I guess, in that sort of setting, and, and you know, um, being involved in a farmers market, which is its own wee community. Or, um, you know, was that a factor in you wanting to start a business? Was that something you know, the I guess the people element, you know, being involved with people I mean you've got a product but you have the best product in the world and if you don't have any sort of people skills or passion yep. for people and what you're yep. doing in your neighbourhood yep. it's not really going to fly oh look absolutely 100% yep. I've been in hospitality since I was 17 front of house so for me you know dealing with customers uh, and enjoying dealing mm. with customers is just second nature to me yep. so being down at the farmer's market on a Saturday morning you're right I know most of my customers by, by name mm-hmm. Um, I love sort of throwing myself out there and, you know, you can see people looking across and thinking, what's that? Hey, come on, and I'll get out in front of this stand and mm. really encourage people to come in and talk. Yeah. And I can, yeah, I can definitely relate well to people. So that's something yes. that I enjoy. If I was stuck in the in the kitchen making broth all day, I think I would um, feel like I was missing out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what we've done, even you know through the social media through the website and even on the label in the jar is really reflect that story the whole time about Catherine and I Mm -hmm. husband and wife team from Christchurch this is what we're doing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and yeah that's got a nice little ring to it in terms of a marketing sort of appeal yes but it's the truth yes you know and even as the business has grown I I have never considered leaving the market Mm -hmm. I've had people say hey you know 
because they've yeah. been working some big hours. Yeah. Do you think you should still be doing the market? Yes. Well, first of all, I love it. Yeah. So I wouldn't be gutted if I wasn't down there every week. Mm. Um, but second of all, I just feel like our whole business would shift slightly, change like the core of it if we weren't there anymore. Yeah, because yeah, that's a really interesting point. My thinking around that is there all of a sudden would be a disconnect between you and I guess the grassroots 100%. of your support. Hundred percent. And the moment that happens is the yep. moment, as you say, things things change. Yep, yep. absolutely. And that may have been reflected in, in in the growth as we, you know, the further out we sort of go mm. into the supermarkets, onto the shelves up in Auckland, it does get further and further away from from me and the old market stall. Yes, but we're you're still, still doing it. Still doing okay. it, and we still, you know, have people reach out to us, um, social media and all that, and we just yes. come straight back to them yeah. and just say, yo how can we help or what can we do in that so you yeah. know and we could put someone else answering that or we could have somebody else on the market stall but once again that just would change mm-hmm. and that's not what we're about yeah and just thinking about obviously the impact the bone broth makes for people um not only obviously is it a, a healthy thing that you can put into your diet and make things a lot more flavorsome and i can attest to that having had the product before it's wonderful you know, I imagine they're interconnectedness in the market with people, you know, um, what's the feedback you get from them? What, what do they tell you about your product? Yeah, I mean, we've had some amazing stories mm-hmm. um, from people, particularly slightly older people who've had problems with joints and the arthritis stuff, yes. who have battled with pain, who have, you know, tried all sorts of medications and just had no luck. Mm and have then tried our product and had massive results. Honestly, I've had a lady, um, Dawn, who messaged me just before actually for an order. And she said, look, Alex, I used to sit on the edge of my bed and cry because I was in so much pain all the time and I tried just about everything that the doctors could think of. Mm -hmm. But she says, hand on heart, that our beef broth Mm. has made a massive, massive difference to her. Wow. Yeah. And she's one of quite a few people and that's like the you know sort of the 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 top end of the feedback um it just blows my socks off yeah yeah but then you just get all the normal people who just love buying it Mm -hmm. because you know everyone's got their own experience of what bone broth is they may have heard from family have used it or you know yes through through being overseas maybe but just yeah getting back to giving their children good food Mm. knowing what they're putting into their their meals is good for them all that we get feedback from people all the time and i just i love it it's awesome Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I still pinch myself every time I walk past it in the supermarket. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. when you hear someone say, "Oh, it's been, you know, it's been yes. really great for my health," yes. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm certainly not a, a qualified nutritionist or yeah. anywhere near that. It's sure. just that I know it's a good product and um, people get results. It's pretty yes. awesome. And and you know, when you first started, and we talked about this in the last um, podcast. Um, where we talked about, we charted your meteoric rise in the business, which went from a suggestion from your wife to, hey, sweetheart, give it a go down at the market. Mm-hmm. Did you see, you know, was that, obviously that takes some, um, you know, um, some cojones to do that, to go and put yourself out there, because you talked about how nervous you were, understandably so, but, you know, aside from maybe seeing a gap in the market or believing in your product, did you think your product had something to offer to people that maybe was, was lacking out there? I'd like to I'd like to say yes, mm. but um, I was I think I was nervous for that reason that I just wasn't sure. Right. Because even like I say, I used to take it into into the office when I had a corporate job. Yeah. And ten o'clock, everyone would grab a coffee, and I'd go and heat my bone broth up, and they just thought, you know, this is just 
bizarre. <laughs> and this is sort of five, oh, it's probably more like six, seven years ago, mm. but it really hadn't, no one really knew what it was at all. Yes. And so when I turned up at the, at the market store with this product, mm. I was fairly nervous that people were just not going to know what it was about, what it was, how to use it or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe I knew that I had a good product to offer, yep. but I think um, saying, did I know that it was going to be something that people would then go, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we really appreciate you being here. Mm-hmm. I, had, I honestly didn't. Right. And it yep. was right from that first guy who came and bought and then to sell out that first day and then for people to message us on social media. Mm. I think the timing was good too. I really yes. do. Right. Bone Rough was starting to, you know, show up on the radar of a few people in New Zealand and stuff, so, so timing was good. Mm-hmm. But to say, did I know this was going to kind of get the reaction it did? Yep. No, I didn't. <laughs> and it's uh, probably one of the beautiful surprises about it all for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, you talked before, Alex, uh, about, um, you know, you know, still being, my term, uh, it's a term I like, you know, grassroots, because you're still there on the ground, you're the man at Racket and Market on the weekend selling your bone broth, and you haven't moved away from that. You talked about the importance of that. You know, obviously, you know, potentially you could walk away from doing that to focus on, you know, driving bigger and better returns or, or pumping out more product or or what, what have you. How does that all sit with you? I think I've, I've had to learn to make sure that I surround myself with good people. Mm-hmm. I maybe had a little bit of a I can do it all myself at the start, yeah. but surrounding myself with good people has been pretty key, and I've been extremely lucky in, yes. in that regard because I'm surrounded by some amazing people. Mm-hmm. So I think if we were going to look at, you know, take another step, you know, there's always the export market and stuff like that. Yeah, I would then look to surround myself with people who had experience and expertise in those areas, mm-hmm. and maybe yes, I could be involved, but then I could still stick to doing that market stuff too because mm. that would probably be a strength of mine within the business yes. and then let other people maybe come in and offer some strengths in other areas yeah yeah okay. I th- yeah i think yeah there's some there's some huge mountains still to climb i think yes. if i tried to do it all on my own yes uh yeah it could get a little bit hairy yeah and so the the title of this um, podcast is, is Working for Social Good. And so we've already examined the ways you're working for social good uh, via the Little Bone Broth Company with the, with the um, you know, the, the bones and the frames of, of, of chickens, for example, you use and where you source them from. Yep. Uh, and obviously having that quality control around that and those relationships with, with real people yep. in, in country. Uh, we've talked about, obviously, you know, uh, sticking to the glass jars. Uh, and when you listen to the last episode, hear a bit more about that. But obviously the added cost and complexity of, of you know choosing to go good for the environment by having mm-hmm. glass jars and not plastic yep. but also with social good there, there are other uh, ways in which obviously the company acts for social good you know by employing some people yep. so, so obviously you've got some staff and um, yeah look and we've, we've got some amazing people who are um, have been working with us you know and it's been mm. certainly been hard through last year yes COVID-19 for any of those uh, yeah. you who've been under a rock for the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we had some amazing government support too, but it yes. has been it has been hard. Mm. Um, but we've got some fantastic people working for us, yep. with us. Um, and look, for me, looking after people who are involved within this business is pretty, pretty mm. damn key. Mm-hmm. It's not just a no-brainer. It's something that we really try and work on all the time. Yes. Yeah, look... 
I just feel like if we value people, then they're going to value us and help us to mm. grow the business in the right direction, you know? Mm. Yeah. A, a key thing for me in looking at your website and, and know, having known you for a number of years is obviously family is really key yep. for you, your wife and, the, and now, now the little one. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's something that really comes through in your business for me. Cool. And, and you know, obviously the way you treat treat people, I mean, it starts at home, doesn't it? Yeah. The way you treat your family and friends is the way you treat, your, you know, your people that, that work for you and help, help you along your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So before we wrap up today, Alex, you know, obviously we've, we've looked at the various ways in which the Royal Bonebuff Company uh, you know, contributes to social good. And it's, it's fantastic to see and it's inspiring. I hope other people get inspiration from it. Do you have any advice for other business owners out there who maybe want to, you know, thinking about, well, gee, look, I'd like to make some sort of contribution to social good and the, the way I run my business or the products I use. Do you have any sort of... You know, tips or, or bolts of inspiration for people listening out there, how they might go about that? Yeah, I think it comes back to that, almost that community as well. There's always people that you can reach out to and, you know, me reaching out to, to George Bostock up in the Hawke's Bay there and mm. all of a sudden we have this connection, you know, like as, as um, grandparents know, know my grandparents. Mm-hmm. It was really close to home, but, you know, we, we're using a product from him that would otherwise be thrown out. Right. You know, it's just the chicken frames. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing left of them. So, yep. you know, and we only get through a small amount of what he produces, but, you know, we make a difference there. Yes. I suppose, you know, with the way that the packaging and everything is, is changing, mm-hmm. we've, we've always found the glass jars, as we say, a bit of a cornerstone, but still being tough in terms of the price, et cetera, et cetera. But yes. the way that things are advancing now, I mean, if you've got a product and it needs packaging, you can find some amazing eco-friendly solutions now Mm. um, that are going to do a fantastic job of what you need and, you know, be reasonably cost-effective as to what they may have been, you know, not too long ago. But, yeah, just, just, you know, just reach out. I mean, I'm actually working on a new project at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out just through an internet search yesterday to about four or five companies and they're starting to come back to me with some options. But then the social media stuff, we haven't been afraid in the past to just reach out and say, hey, we're trying to look at doing this. Mm-hmm. Can anybody help us? Yes. You know, we've made various connections within the market as well. We did a pork broth for a while from a chap that we met at the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose going back to that point of being surrounded by good people, I, I've sort of never been afraid to to put my hand up and just ask for advice, and that's really come back to me in spades because you know I couldn't have done it on my own type of thing. So yes. yeah, never be afraid to just, you know put your hand up, and if you're trying to trying to sort of come up with a solution especially around that eco-friendly type stuff yeah. um, throw it out there and just see who can help because there's so many people that are super passionate about it yes. super passionate about it mm. well fantastic yeah and I, and I think the key piece in there for me is you know for any of you listening out there today and wondering you know if you can do things differently in terms of that eco-friendly mm. or you know for social good in your business is that as Alex just said that Things have come along so fast and so far and relatively short space of time, you know, even in you know, the food industry with the, the packaging op- options available out there. It's changing so much, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, mm. changing out of necessity and, and not, not too late, hopefully, yeah. uh, for, for us and, and everyone else. So look, um, again, Alex, thank you very much for joining me today on this episode thank of the podcast. Thank you. No, thank you, Brad. And um, where do people find you and your product if they want to set you or your product out? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we're um, always available on social media, plus uh, littlebonebroth.co.nz. You can find lots about us on there, a bit about our story, our product, and some recipes as well. You can come and see us at the Farmer's Market, Rickon and House, on a Saturday morning. Love to see you down there. Love to hear that you've uh, heard the podcast. <laughs> and also in, in the shelves, on the shelves in New World in the chilled section. So, yeah, check and us out. Fresh in Faro Fresh up in Auckland. Yeah, that yep. should be sped up there. Cool. Awesome. 
Look, pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. Thanks again, Brad. Yeah. And thanks pleasure. very much, everyone, today for listening to this edition of the Godfrey's Law Real Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Brad McDonald, and if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to drop me a line via our website, godfreyslaw.co.nz, and let me know if you'd like to be on the show, if you've got any questions or you've got some topics or people you'd uh, like to hear from. So thanks once again, and uh, go well out there. Cheers.